Hey there, I'm Kevin Daisy. And I'm Eric Olson. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. Welcome, everyone. We are recording. Welcome to another live recording of the Managing Partners Podcast. I'm Kevin Daisy, your host. I'm also the founder of Array Digital. We're a digital marketing agency that helps law firms grow their case pipeline uh, through digital marketing. So today, I have a special guest, which is my fourth podcast today. So I'm very excited to have my fourth one today. So I have Shannon Scott, or Shot, sorry. Shannon, I want to say Scott for some reason. Shannon Shot, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you for having me. We were talking about a little bit backstage and just before about some, our kids and all the things that we got to deal with these days. But what we're here today is we want to hear more about Shannon's journey, about becoming an attorney, about where she is now, uh, learn more about her firm. And, you know, just really excited to have her share some tips with the other attorneys that are listening in to the, the podcast here uh, about what she's been able to accomplish. And so without further ado, Shannon, tell us your story. Yeah. So um, I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. I was actually adopted, which is like a random fact, but grew up in in Jacksonville, which if you're not familiar with Florida, it's the most Northern city in Northeast Florida. And my dad was a chiropractor. My mom was a nurse. So I was actually around law a lot. My dad was a personal injury chiro and he gave a lot of expert testimony. I just, I was so enamored with it. And I like was so enamored with trial and I was lucky to be in this community in particular because there are so many amazing, very dramatic, performative trial lawyers. And so all I wanted to be was a trial lawyer. And from a very young age, like I knew that's what I wanted to do. I mean like five. And so I was very much fast tracked, went to UF for undergrad and I've always been like leader, joiner. So I did a lot at UF, like I was in a sorority and I went to a school in Jacksonville where, I mean, I was never going to be the valedictorian. Like I wasn't one of the smart kids. I was one of the ones who was like making all the connections. So my dad always- is important. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I started building my network at a very young age. And I think that's somewhat of a it's definitely a learned behavior, but I saw my dad as a small business owner, marketing himself, doing the attorney lunches, sending like Christmas cards and having big parties. So I kind of had that baseline knowledge of marketing and developing yourself. And I always knew that the end goal would to be, would be to own my own law firm, but I wasn't really sure how that would happen. So I go to UF, did not get into UF law because I was having way too much fun at UF. I was there when we got a bunch of championships. <laughs> so I got into Stetson and I was very pleased to go there because again, number one trial school in the country, like I was pumped. And, you know, my parents were like, if you're not in and out in the three years you're given, like, or the four years of undergrad and like get into law school, get in, get out, get out of school. You know, they were not going to condone any extra time in school. So <laughs> while I, again, wasn't the like valedictorian of any of my classes, I was definitely working towards the goal of just becoming an attorney because I knew once I was there, like I would shine, I would be fine. Well, that was 2000 uh, 2010 is when I graduated. We were in one of the worst economic recessions ever. People really cared where I was in my 
uh, rankings for law school. It didn't matter that I had a license. So I had a lot of really tough conversations about whether I was going to stay in the Tampa Bay area or if I was going to come back to Jacksonville, which is at the time, I mean, it was just a slow, sleepy town. And the best advice I was given at that time was, do you want to be a big fish in a little pond or a little fish in a big pond? So I packed up all my stuff and I came back to Jacksonville and I just started looking for a job. And I got hired by this incredible PI attorney who I respected. And he thought, you and your dad are going to bring me so much business. You're going to go make it rain for me. Well, my father was retired. He had no desire to, to help me market. And ultimately, like it didn't work out. So I actually started volunteering at the office of the public defender. So my first real job for three months was volunteering. I slept on a mattress on the floor of my parents' living room because they were renovating and my bedroom was gone. I had a luxury vehicle that my parents had bought me for college that I could not afford to maintain. And I had to beg my parents to pay for my bar dues. And a lot of people think because, you know, my parents helped me a lot financially that, you know, they bankrolled my first few years of my career. That is, they cut me off cold turkey. So, (laughs) but it was okay. Like I wanted to get into the business. I wanted to do trial work. And within the first four months, I finally got hired and I tried five cases in like the first six months of being a a public defender, felony jury trials, first chair, And I was hooked. I mean, people's lives were literally on the line and I did fine, but no malpractice, but I was hooked. And so my reward for doing so well was that they sent me down to juvenile and juvenile isn't like the worst job in the world, but it's certainly not, you know, it's not where people want to be. And I loved it. And my first day, this girl, Belkis Plata came up to me and she goes, are you Dr. Schott's daughter? And I was like, yes. Who are you? She's like, I worked for your dad. He, I had been in a car accident and I actually worked for your dad. And my parents were like, oh my gosh, Belkis. Yes, we remember her. While I was out in the front of my dad's office pulling weeds, like she was working in the air conditioning. She had been in a crash. She had been a patient. And so Belkis and I connected. We loved juvenile. We excelled at it. We ultimately became experts in juvenile law. And then we had a boss, an elected boss, who got in a lot of trouble. It's public record. Um, <laughs> he's not shirk. And, and all the good stories. Yeah. So he just got, started getting in a lot of trouble. And we had news reporters out of our office every single day. And I was doing really well. Like, we were both doing really well in the office. We were really committed to the job. And I looked at Belgus and I was like, I'm going to get out of here. Like, what do you think? I got three and a half years of experience. I feel like I can open my own law firm. Do you want to come with me? And we did. And we left and we gave our notice and it was super scandalous. People were like really not supportive. People told us we were never going to succeed. And yeah, here we are seven years later. Awesome. That was a great story. I mean, you had to go through a lot of different struggles there to to keep pushing on and, and get where you're at, you know? I uh, think we both were just so like, blindly ambitious and super overconfident. And that was really helpful for us to just kind of be like, we can do this. Like we'll figure it out. So, you know, that's how we just kind of pushed the struggles to the side and just kept pushing on. Well, I think a lot of people would have given up halfway through that, that whole story you just said. So uh, kudos for, I mean, you made some big changes and decisions to, to move and to do all those things. So I, you know, that's, 
Not a lot of people would make those decisions. They'd probably go the safe road, right? So check out the, her website too, since you just mentioned your your partner. So it's platashot.com down at the bottom of the screen. If you're listening, that's P-L-A-T-A-S-C-H-O-T-T.com. Uh, you can check out her firm and see what, so what they're all about. More about the firm. So you kind of mentioned a little bit of hints on there, what you kind of focus on, what you specialize in. So it's been seven years since you started your own practice. What areas do you really focus on? You say your specialty w- would be, and how has that kind of grown, I guess, over the years as far as what you guys cover? Yeah, well, now you know the pain that is having to give my email address all day long and sell our domain name. It's quite a problem. Sure, that might we help for the audio not, people. <laughs> we did not think through our domain name. So we only knew criminal when we started. First day, we got one case for $250 and we were like, we made it. Yes, like we're going to survive. We, Belkis and I have a very... You have to meet Belkis to really understand what I'm about to say, but we are very different and our priorities are very similar in the sense that family is always first for us and then our duty to our clients. We believe in professionalism and ethics, like we hold those very dearly to us. And so we always knew that the baseline of our firm was going to be practicing law with professionalism and ethics in a way that helps our family. So in the first few years, we had to dabble in a lot of things that we were not experts in and that we really didn't want to do, like family law. For all the family law attorneys out there, I feel like. <laughs> You hear that, family law people? Uh, I know. So I did it for two run. years and I was out of there. But criminal is what we really started to do. And then, of course, we knew juvenile. And we had a judge help us get on the appointment, the conflict counsel appointment list. So we were able to continue to do a lot of criminal and juvenile without being privately retained. And and then we started trying to pick up PI cases. And that, obviously, for those who practice PI know, like getting the case is 90% of the battle. And so we just started like pounding the pavement and just getting ourselves out there. But also like I had to learn personal injury. I mean, I really had to take the time to do the CLEs and everything else. So we did a lot of different stuff. We did a lot of stuff through our legal aid to get free CLEs. And we've kind of practiced like a little bit of everything. And we've really narrowed in the last few years to juvenile and criminal defense and personal injury. And if I could only do minimally injured people in auto cases, like I'm good. Like I don't want dead bodies. I don't want amputees. Like I just, I really like working with people who are injured, soft tissue injuries and who, you know, I get to like have a happy ending, right? Like I get to compensate them fairly for their injuries, but it's not like there's not enough money or like their lives are completely devastated because I've seen the the effect of my colleagues who take those kinds of really high stress cases. I can see that being very challenging, you know? Yeah. And we've um, had plenty of people work for us. We've had, I mean, we've had as many as like three other attorneys in the firm at the time, but eventually everyone asks if their name can be on the door and we say no. And then they, you know, move on, which is completely fine. And we're happy to have ambitious people, but Belkis and I, we kind of agreed from day one, it was going to be a partner, just the two of us as partners. And so that's led to just the two of us really being the only attorneys and not that we've like pushed people out. We just, it just doesn't really work with other attorneys. That's good for us. So we have three support staff and we are completely virtual as of August this year. So yeah, so that's been a really interesting change. I don't want to say challenge. It's been a change, (laughs) Um, 
but I think did you have an office that you're paying for that you now don't have to pay for? Yeah. So we were in a physical location for six years. And then from day one, we had a physical office and COVID just taught us a lot of lessons. And one of them was that we can do our job without seeing people in person. So that's an interesting change. You know, for us too. I mean, we do have a physical office still, but my employees are, I have eight in Florida, Mm. one in Jacksonville. So, and uh, you know, we find the best talent and the best folks to work at our firm, they're not always going to be down the street. So it's allowed us to expand and get outside of our comfort zone. But, you know, a few of us still go to the office and meet there because we want to. And I'm at my, my home office today. I did three podcasts a day earlier from the office. So it's, it's kind of, you know, it's allowed us to be more flexible. So. Hey there, this is Eric J. Olson, the CEO of Array Law. If you're ready to work with a world-class digital marketing company, reach out. You can find us online at ArrayLaw.com or call us at any time, 757-333-3021. Absolutely. In 2016, it was a really weird year for us. Belkis's father, who had like been with her forever, he was diagnosed with end-stage cancer, brain cancer. And he had no health insurance. He had no Medicare, no Medicaid. So she became his caretaker. And for the last few weeks of his life, I mean, it was a hundred percent. At the same time, I gave birth eight weeks early to my son and my son was hospitalized for an entire month in the NICU. And at the time we had no support staff. So we had to figure out how to run our law firm and meet the needs of our client. While both of us were literally in the hospital with our loved ones or home with our loved ones. At the same time, we found out that for the first time ever, they were going to allow, uh, they had opened up juvenile certification as one of the board certification specialties in Florida. So, I mean, we're juggling our law firm, we're dealing with death and new life and medical emergencies, and we're trying to apply for and study for this exam that was in October of or excuse me, it was in May of 2017, but you had to apply by October uh, 2016. So it was just, it was a really wild time, but we've been very empowered since then in our ability to, you know, like you said, have that flexibility. Like we can work from anywhere. We just have to know how we work. And it also has allowed us to pull really good talent because we're not, we don't feel like they have to be local. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Well, you definitely had a, a huge test that year. For sure. Yeah. That's a lot going on in your life. And it becomes hard. That's, you know, I have a, a business partner. I didn't have one for many years. And I'll say that that's one good, great thing about having a partner or multiple partners. If you have multiple, mm-hmm. is that uh, you're, you're not really on your own every single time, right. even though you both were pretty much out of, t- you know, Let's just say my maternity leave was not long. <laughs> like it was not long. It was like a day. <laughs> you didn't give yourself three months. Come on. I mean, I wish, I hope if I ever have another one, I hope I'm there because again, like that experience taught us that we are, our family is the most important thing. Like time is very precious and you can never get it back. So even when we have clients, I don't know if we're like going to talk about this, but one of the things that we actually changed is we got rid of three or a third of our clients after that year, we decided to start ranking our clients as to their, the quality of like how we work with them. It's, it's not a rank of like them as an individual. It's how we are working with the client. But it, one thing we really believe is that not every attorney is the right lawyer for every client. And we want to work, we committed to working with people who are the right client for us. 
And we, it's a lot easier to hire and fire clients that way when we kind of see <laughs> like how the personalities fit. Um, but one of our commitments to our staff is we will not let a client speak poorly to them and we will fire the client if that happens. And just the same way if a client speaks to me a certain way or they don't respect my boundaries. So it's, it's really shaped, that year has shaped so much of how we run our business. And I think it was, it was necessary. And I think for any business owner, for any managing partner, you have to have a life experience that will shape your business because like cancer, death, like all of those things are coming for us at some point. And, you know, your business shouldn't suffer just because like you have a a medical emergency or personal tragedy, tragedy, if you've built a really good foundation. A hundred percent. I think yeah, what you just said was was spot on. I think it was great. I think everyone should probably go through that exercise. We've actually done that too. A digital marketing company, completely different, but we went through the exercise a while back and that's how, that's what led us to niche into working with law firms only. We had lots of clients in lots of industries and we were kind of sitting there like, well, what do we really want to do? And we ranked our clients actually. We ranked them by the type of industry, the success we had, and then we walk all the way down to, you know, the person that we worked with, mm-hmm. you know, the owners or were they the marketing people? Who was it? And we, we kind of figured out who we really need to be working with. And so uh, we kind of went through that same exercise and we fired a ton of clients and then we niched into law and then we lost some clients because they're like, Hey, you guys don't help us. We're not a law firm anymore or you're not, we're not a law firm. Well, no, we can still help you. And you know, you're a good client, but they just kind of started to say, Hey, if you're only working with law firms, maybe you can't help me because I'm a CPA or whatever. But so it was a natural kind of progression. And uh, we still have some clients that are definitely not law firms and that we help, but new clients, they have to be a law firm. And then there's a certain profile, a certain type of client that that really works well. And uh, you have to be willing to say no and to say, hey, we, I can refer you to someone else. That's a better fit. And that's hard to do. And I think most people just want to take every, like in the beginning, you take everything you can get. Right. You know, I'll, I'll take anything, you know, for you, any kind of case, uh, no matter what, we're going to figure it out. And uh, I think as you mature and you start to have, for you, is a big life experience. But I think that's a great exercise that I don't think most will do is mm-hmm. to say, hey, wait a minute, who do we want to work for? But it certainly increases your quality of life. And I think when you have, and also it, it helped with our staff to build trust with them that we will not stand for a client speaking poorly. I can't pay you millions of dollars, but what I can do is show you respect and I can, you know, try to make this job as, as comfortable as possible because I, re- I appreciate the work that you're doing. And so our team is very loyal to us because of that, because we're loyal to them. And you mentioned family. It's right over the top of my head. Yep, exactly. Have the means, if you're running a business, law firm or any kind of business, you know, a lot of times business owners get caught up they're working around the clock, you know, on weekends or whatever. So you got to be able to build your business in a way that is going to allow you to, to get away when you need to. Or really? if you have some situation where you're going to be gone for a month that, you know, what's going to happen to your business, you know, can it continue? Mm-hmm. So you got to put or some of the things pandemic. in place or the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. It's inter- I've had some cool uh, attorneys on young attorneys earlier this year where, I had one one young young girl. She was like, I was like, hey, you want to be on the podcast? And she's like, oh, I'm not a fit for the podcast. Like I, I just started my firm last year in the middle of the pandemic and terrible time. And it was super rough. And I, I can't talk about any good experiences. 
And I was like, are, are you still in business? She's like, oh, yeah, I'm still in business. We're, we're hiring some people. And you just told me that For you sure. just struggled in the worst time ever. You started your firm uh, with no clients and you're still here and you're hiring like me solo small law firm that's still in business at the end of 2021 and honestly through 2022 like pat yourself on the back because we hope it doesn't get worse but also like we we've all learned so much it it truly was something something else and hopefully it's going down you know declining and covid's going away but we'll see but i think um at this point if it spikes back up or whatever i think the world's more prepared all this stuff with being virtual and stuff like that, that's not going anywhere. It makes, you know, I still like to get in front of people and meet people in person and stuff like that as much as I can. But I think this isn't going anywhere. This stuff is going to be the, the normal for sure. Yeah. I think people are going to start to want to go back and this won't be quite as popular, but you know, it's now it's in place. The technology is there. The courts have updated for the most part. Yeah. So it's been a little bit of, I don't want to say trouble, but so in my capacity as a leader in one of my organizations, I kind of had to go head to head with the chief judge in our um, circuit. And I had to maybe send him a letter publicly and then put it all over social media. But it was just, it's really interesting to see, especially like in the South and red states, if you will, and red counties, the push and pull, pull with technology. But I'm, I'm fortunate. I know we're all fortunate that most of our bar organizations, our Supreme Courts, are embracing technology and there will be new rules related to technology, just like, you know, with telephonic conferences or what have you, but we are chugging right along on zoom. And I think it's here to stay and fight for it every day. <laughs> I get to interview a lot of attorneys. So I tend to ask and find out, but you know, some are like, you know, trial attorneys through and through been doing it for a long time. They have, you know, they find advantages of being in front of a jury and, they think that's their best chance of being successful. And I can understand that. And I have a lot of other ones that are like, man, this is the best thing ever. You know, I only worked in like this small area and now I'm seeing clients around the state mm-hmm. and they're just, they're able to grow their business, be more efficient and help more people at the end of the day. And I think, you know, everyone's like, you did this originally to probably help people. So, right. and so, you know, if you can see more people and help more people. And it saves our clients money. And so like as I'm the president of the Criminal Defense Bar Association here locally, and then I sit on the Bar Association and I'm on the board of governors for the Jacksonville Bar Association. So like I hear all practitioners perspectives on this, but we can do everything except for evidentiary. And in some cases we can still do that jury trials virtually. We can do it all. And 1% of cases go to trial. So, you know, the people who are like resistant I, I just can't get on board with what they're saying because I try jury trials. I'm trying one next week. Like I'm <laughs> going to try jury trials in person. I don't think we'll ever try them virtually, although we did do the one in Duval County, like the one binding virtual jury trial or the first. But it's just, you know, it helps everybody to do everything else virtually. We save so much money for our clients and for ourselves and time. And then we'll go do our trials in person and we'll all be fine. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's, uh, you know, the one positive thing that's, kind of come out of this whole event. So we'll take that. We can take a little bit. I guess Shannon, is, um, other than that, what's so, what do you think the next couple of years looks like? I mean, with the firm, uh, two partners, of course, what's some of your growth plans, you know, over the next couple of years? Well, if any attorney listening has never read the book Traction, I mean, love that book. Hold on. mine is on loan right now. This one, which I've had for years. Yeah. 
And then I got this one, which is a hardback. And Gino Wickham, the author, signed it for me. Yes, I just met him at a conference a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I, was, I hired a success coach a few years ago, and she was like, you need to read this book. And I never read it. And I finally read it this year. And so we went through our whole traction worksheet. And some of the things are, we're a bilingual firm. I speak no Spanish. So like, I would very much like to learn Spanish in the next few years. We're thinking about taking uh, the Georgia bar exam since we're so close to Georgia. But, you know, we're really trying to recover from, from COVID and have like better systems of process, as you know, mm-hmm. like building our systems of process now that we're doing this virtually. And we'd love to eventually actually buy a building. You know, one of our biggest gripes with space is that we didn't own it. So we have a lot of financial goals, paying off our idle loan or whatever that thing was. <laughs> so, you know, we had never borrowed a dime before the yeah. pandemic. And so now we're just like, okay, we want to reset. We were at 20% growth every year. We want to get back to that. I mean, we literally won a, an award for our growth in 2019. I said, excellent. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so we want to get back On the to award. <laughs> and then we just want to keep like perfecting and perfecting where we can. I mean, it, within reason and building our team and we have, you know, and, and just building our, the community of our firm and that culture of our firm in this new space. I love it. That's awesome. It sounds great. Very similar to our plans, I think over here. So the numbers, but that's screwed. Well, no, I'm on the same page. We're trying to uh, always improve, get better, faster, and get more precise with what we're trying to do. Processes and systems you can't go wrong with, with those in place. You have attraction. If anyone's listening at all, traction is, is amazing. I had another uh, awesome attorney on who turned me on to uh, E-Myth, which is another, as a book yeah. I just started. I just started that myself. So I'm, I'm going through that. But uh, there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of groups too in this space, like how to manage a small law firm is a good group. Um, I'm actually getting turned on to a, a bunch of other groups that are out there who are just attorneys. So there's a lot of resources out there, but you got to gotta continue to learn and perfect everything. So Absolutely. And I think reading more or consuming more books, not just like reading case law, but consuming more books, whether that's audio or reading is, is another <laughs> goal of mine because just sitting down and taking the time to finally read that book that's been sitting on my shelf literally for three years, I, it changed my life and it changed my business. And so there's yeah. just more good knowledge out there. Yeah, with with traction of I've read this twice. My business partner read it once or twice, and we continue to get more stuff because we can't we can't apply it all overnight. And mm-hmm. you know, go back through and say, hey, what do we miss? And then we go, oh, we didn't do this. Let's try that out. So it's some books you can read over and over again. And you know, my goal is twenty four books, so two a month oh. this year. So I'm a little behind, but I got I got some time. That's really cool. Yeah, you got to keep learning. You got to keep figuring things out. And uh, someone's probably already done what you're trying to do. Uh, and you can put your little spin on it. You're, you know, very unique piece in there. So, well, Shannon, I appreciate you sharing your story. It's very cool and unique, kind of how the, some of the stuff you went through, a lot of a lot of struggles that you had to get through, but it's kind of got you where you are and created the firm that you have and you know exactly what you want. So I think that's pretty important. It might take a lot of people, well, some people might, might not ever get there to that point. You know, you just kind of go through the motions. So congrats on that. The website again below, if you want to check her firm out, is platashots.com. Email me if you need to know how to spell that. <laughs> I'll help you out. Shannon, is there anything else you wanted to share before we say goodbye to the audience? Yeah, find me on on social media, shannonshot.s. 
ESQ on Instagram and that should get you everywhere else. I'm really active. I'm very much a millennial. I'm active on social media, dabbling in TikTok now. So I hope you'll check me out. And if you ever need a personal injury or criminal attorney in Jacksonville, Florida, like I am your girl. So call me. Awesome. Yeah. Or if you're an attorney listening, you know, have some possible referrals connections there uh, where maybe you don't do that type of work uh, and you're in Florida, reach out to Shannon. Shannon will have this episode soon up on our website. Uh, so you'll have a feature page and that'll be at arraylaw.com forward slash podcast. Everyone too, if you're listening, uh, we've, we're passing 140, 150, I think this year, but you can sort by state. So you can find attorney episodes by state and by practice area. So if you wanted to see Florida and personal injury, boom, you'll find Shannon for sure. Um, I think we're only a few states that we haven't had a guest in. So that's a goal for me to figure that one out. But check that out. And then if you need help with marketing, growing your practice, website development, design, SEO, that's what we do. We'd love to help you out. We only work with law firms. Be happy to talk to you about that, even if you just have questions. So reach out and go to raylaw.com or connect with me, social media, LinkedIn. It's just Kevin Daisy um, everywhere for me. So, and that's Daisy, D-E-R-D-A-I-S-E-Y. Everyone thinks it's Daisy like the flower. There's an extra an E in there. So, but check that out. Check out the episode with Shannon. Shannon, thanks so much for coming on today. Thank you for you having stick, me. Yeah, you can stay on with me for just a second after we stop and chat a few seconds. And everyone else, have a great day. Get out there, crush your goals, and grow your firms.